Aha. Who's fighting you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hang on. <sighs> Let's see who this is. Hello. Ah, Nick. <laughs> Imagine that. Hang on, let me just, uh, I'll put you on the speaker quick. <laughs> Dude, so, okay, something incredible has just happened. We're busy talking about, I mean, this is all live, right? This is crazy. We were talking about Nick. We've responded to his challenge. And then who phones? He never phones at this time. Nick Cleveland phones. <laughs> and the best part is that Andre has never met Nick. And they've never even spoken to each other. And this is... Um... Oh, we Skyped once. We Skyped once. Yeah. Did, Did we? Yeah, well, he spoke to, he Skyped to you while I was at your house. Oh, and, uh... okay. One time. Nice. Yeah. All right, cool. So he's, now let's see if we can all be as, as brave as we were when we were not looking at each other face to face, right? Let's see if we can still like air this open challenge. Let's do it. Let's, let's throw it down. Key. Throw down. Well, let me allow, allow me to, to open the discussion then. All right. Yes, go ahead. Okay. So just to, to bring you in on this, Nick, what, uh, what I was saying to Mike is that actually listening to you, um, it was kind of a, a – it's always difficult to to you know respond to someone when you don't have them in the room. So the one Definitely. frustration I had was that actually I agreed with like everything you said. Yeah. And I found it very difficult to disagree, but I couldn't really see why what you were saying was an argument against open membership. Because it <clears throat> sounded like what you were saying uh or what you thought I was saying was that uh baptism isn't important or that like the sacrament isn't important or that, uh, or that it's okay to play fast and loose with the sacrament. Really yeah. what I was saying was that baptism is important and I wouldn't receive anyone into membership who hadn't been baptized, but I am willing to make the compromise on the mode of baptism. And I'm happy to make the compromise on someone who is by conviction, uh, a pedo-baptist. <clears throat> so, they would at least consider their baptism to be valid. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Baptist by conviction, so I wouldn't yeah, agree with yeah. that. But I just find it very, very difficult uh, to deny someone membership on that basis. Uh, the other thing that I picked up on that may or may not be right, but um, I, it sounded like you were saying that we shouldn't consider baptism to be a kind of secondary issue. And I... And I just wanted to push back on that and say, well, I mean, baptism is very, very important, but it is a secondary issue. Yes, I would, I would actually say it's probably a tertiary issue. Okay. Um, just, just to jump on board with you, just to say appreciate what you're saying and totally agree. And uh, I certainly wasn't accusing you of uh, not seeing baptism as important. What I would say, what my pushback was so Nick, basically Nick, saying, Nick, Nick, whoa, 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 why are you being yeah, so yeah. nice, bro? You never this nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know him that well. I've yet. just set yeah, you up. Yeah, it's our first real <laughs> I've just uh, set you up as the <laughs> cult killer, <laughs> and uh, yeah, all of so a I sudden, mean... yeah, it's like, hi, Andre, how are you? You look so nice. You're such a nice-looking guy. Yeah but, yeah, but you see, Nick realizes, Mike, that I'm not part of a cult. 
Right, right, true that. Good. Good. So, he's All not right. trying to kill me. All right, proceed. Yeah, proceed with this weird, nice Nick guy. Whoever this is on our show. <laughs> yeah, so all I wanted to say is uh, right up front, I think I made my main point. And uh, everything that you said is basically what I've said in the past. And where my thinking changed was in the connection between membership and baptism. That, that although it's a, a, a tertiary type of issue in terms of comparison with justification um, and all of the other big doctrines, <clears throat> We don't have the novelty of separating membership from baptism. It's right. It's it, that's because of two thousand years of church history. Bapt, uh, membership has become membership was always uh, a part of baptism. So can I stop and, you there and just yeah, yeah. say, but I'm not. Yep, I'm not saying you're not. I'm saying that for okay. me, the uh, so that's just more of a general general point rather than it's so so where where i'm coming from why i feel it is so important is okay so we want to put membership and baptism in i'm chucking the mode in as part of baptism you've you said you've already said you're willing to concede on the mode right yeah so, so when you're probably, talking about baptism you you know I'm you're talking about believers baptism by immersion and anything else is not baptism um i've re-baptized people that have been sprinkled so that might help you yeah well so have i and okay. i encourage people to do it but when yeah. I meet someone who of conviction will not do that and yet nevertheless wants to be part of the, the church because they agree with everything else about it um, yeah. and are happy to kind of toe the line and be respectful about our credo Baptist view as well, you know, mm -hmm. then there's no, there, yeah. So, so, um, okay. So you're, you're, you're creating a, a more tight definition of baptism. Yeah, so the mode does become probably features a little uh, more importantly in my understanding, and then yes, I just I just don't think I I have the the freedom to say okay I can give ground on this one, and I can allow your non-baptism, which I don't see as a baptism at all, although your conscience thinks that it is, because I've got to govern the church according to my conscience as an elder, not according to their conscience as a congregant. So that's that's okay. a big issue for me. So this touches on another issue that yeah. Mike, Mike and I were talking about was that I think we see the purpose of church membership or at least maybe the, the core purpose of church membership slightly differently. So okay. for me, um, <clears throat> for me, the, the kind of primary most important purpose of a local church membership is to recognize and affirm membership to the church in a local gathering. So if somebody is a member of the church, they must gather in a local church and it's the local church's job to, uh, to recognize that and to recognize those people and to bring them into the flock and to uh, care for them and so on. That's, that's the whole purpose A bit like creating the lists of widows and things, you know, for Paul was about defining who was a member of the church. Mm -hmm. so that they could be looked after. I don't, uh, whereas for Mike, it was about creating sort of theological boundary of conscience. Is that fair, Mike? <clears throat> Sorry, I had it on mute there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's quite a big thing, actually, because, um, you know, we remember how this whole thing started where, you know, why would you get a Presbyterian or Peter Baptist preacher in? And um, yes. And the whole thing there is, to to allow for an understanding that we are one body uh but the whole idea of a local congregation is not that it is that body it's rather that you have an assembly of local 
uh, believers who have assembled according to their conscience, according to their understanding of the scripture, according to, in this instance, their understanding of baptism. And so, you know, they glorify the Lord of the conscience precisely by their unity, despite their differences. And so I'm for denominations. I think it's a good thing. I think it's necessary. Mm. Um, and, and that's why um, I, I have no problem telling someone who is of another conviction to me that they can't join the local gathering. It's not because they're not part of the body of Christ universally. It's because the whole point of this local gathering, uh, you know, in separating from the other Reformed congregation was that we are separating over this issue of conscience historically. And so, you know, go to the other one, you know, and let's be unified but, in that way. And, um, yeah. and you know. But everybody here is open to table. Yes. Right? yes. Yeah. And <clears throat> or so guarded table. Yeah. Time. So here, yeah. let, let me explain our position on the table, and you can engage with that. Okay. Yeah. So we we um, we recognize. So we in, we say that the ta- the Lord's table is a table for believers, mm-hmm. and if you are in good standing with your own local church and yeah. you're a visitor here today, or if you feel that uh, if you if you have not been baptized by believers' baptism, we ask you not to partake unless you and your conscience feel that you have obeyed that commandment. Right. So there are some people in our congregation who've never been baptized. You think baptism is unimportant. Yes. Then they are not invited to the table. There are also children <clears throat> in the congregation who've never been baptized. They're not invited to the table. There are also children of pedo-baptists who've never been confirmed, whose parents doubt their salvation, but who were baptized as babies. They're also not invited to the table. So we have one proviso. It's an open table for those who've obeyed right. baptism. Right. In yeah. their consciences. <clears throat> so, so how would that yeah. work practically? Like how do you do that? Do you, do you call I, people I, up? I, or sta- do you... I, I stand up and I, yeah. I repeat the often, like just what I said there, you know, yeah. we, if, if you're here today and you're a believer uh, and you've been baptized, we welcome you to the table. We also, make provi- we also allow those who've, who believe that in their consciences, you know, so basically we, we've got a, uh, 10% of our congregation will be reformed, uh, Presbyterian reformed. And so we, we make provision for that. And yeah. then if I know there are other types of people in the congregation, I sort of adjust it as I go, <laughs> depending on who's there um, and newcomers that I know have arrived. And uh, I, I do also say this. If you have any questions about baptism, rather don't partake, come come and talk to the elders first. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Th- then we'll clarify that for you. Hmm. And Okay. And then you're, you're trusting them to yeah. – do the right thing, basically. <clears throat> so we, we we call it a guarded table. Yeah. So it's okay. It's not completely open. Um, we don't throw it wide open. So in in most New Zealand churches, what you'll find at a, at a regular communion meal is that the elements we pass around and grandparents, parents, and children who never be baptized all are taken together, um, just because it's a, a devotional thing to do with Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, so and, just as a yeah. as a matter of interest, what what those, that ten percent Reformed Presbyterian group within your yep. church, how yes. so? They're not allowed to be members. No. So uh, at the moment, I'm training some of them to preach. Okay. <laughs> so they're lay preachers. <laughs> right. Yeah. At the okay. moment, uh, at the moment, they're playing uh, in worship. Okay. Uh, we've we've had them teaching our children in classes, and I'm just very upfront to say, look, you're welcome to to get up and talk or speak to the kids, but you please don't talk on baptism. Okay. Um, so I think I and, understand and why. very respectful, yeah. I think I understand now why someone is willing, you know, if you're viewing membership not as basically, you see, because my, my, my issue was that 
<clears throat> I do not uh, – I agree again with Mike that um, denominations have value. I don't think yeah, – I'm not anti-denominational. Um, however, if you refuse someone to come to the table, I think for me it's very difficult to believe that you can genuinely consider that person a Christian and yet refuse them. Something there is just not right. So like the, yeah. so there are very few people that we refuse. It's only those who refuse to be baptized because they're yeah. acting in disobedience. <clears throat> so to if there's a real problem, yeah. but then again, you're, you're, you're doing that to signify to them that there is a problem. Yeah. Like there's still something needed for them, you know? And I think that that's the whole point. Whereas if like, you know, I don't know. Name me a Presbyterian we all love and trust. John, John Owen. Owen. Sinclair, Sinclair Ferguson. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Sin, Sinclair comes to the church. Right. And I say to him, I don't I'm trust sorry. Sinclair, so I'm out of this one. Okay. You're out of this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll go back to John Owen. John yeah. Owen comes into the. Right. He was a congregationalist, okay. but, you know, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, look, I rest my case. But yeah. the, 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 I, I would just to say, oh, brother, you know, I really appreciate our fellowship and I regard you as a true brother, but please don't, don't partake of the meal with me. Yeah. Like mm. that's, that to me makes no sense. And Amen. I feel I'd, I'd agree with you there. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's part. And, and so for me, um, because I think of local church membership as being more than simply a group of people who are, um, sort of saying, oh, we all agree with each other on not only the primary issues, but also uh, because of our consciences on some secondary or tertiary yeah. issues as well. Mm. And therefore, we're going to agree to disagree with others. And this is, our, this is kind of our territory or our spot. Um, I don't, I, I'm not trying to be belittling. <laughs> this, is just, yeah. this is just a bit, I'm just trying to articulate it. Mm -hmm. but the, mm -hmm. So correct me if I'm going wrong. Um, the... For me, it's more than that. For me, local church membership is a recognition of the membership. It's just there is no way uh, that you can express in any real terms membership to the church apart from membership to a church. Mm -hmm. right. And Again. how is membership expressed in the early church? Well, what do you mean in terms of – in terms of – yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So again, so, so, I'm, so, I'm not so, denying so, that. So all I was saying was, this was my my original pushback was basically, the modern man has 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 taken the liberty of separating membership from baptism. Take away the word membership and put the word baptism back there, because that's the only thing that the early church recognized as membership. So we have about we have separated. Man, who who yeah. do you have in mind? I think, I, I think he was call, about calling us you the a 21st caveman. century generation. <laughs> What? I think he was calling you a caveman. I think so. I, I, no, no. I, I, uh, <laughs> no, because I, I mean, I understand that there are evangelicals out there who do all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. But I mean, I just want to make it clear. I am not separating membership from baptism. You have to be baptized to be a member of our church. Um, but I'm <clears throat> not defining. Uh, You're defining it, it by like, their conscience, not yours. Um, no, I, so I would regard ours as being ortho, ortho, orthopraxy, but I would say that theirs is not, you know, false baptism. It's just a kind of heterodox baptism. Yeah, it's a non-baptism. Yeah. 
So here's, so, here's what so, I um, here's what I got. Andrea is saying, um, you know, we kind of mentioned this earlier, um, in that basically you have this idea of baptism that um, it, you know, because I was because he was saying it's about a mode. You know, they're they're flexible on the mode. And I was going, no, it's more subject really at that level. You know, if you're accepting pedo baptists and uh and then sort of you know realizing that they require both the profession of faith and baptism is kind of interesting because it means it means it actually does de facto become a more mode thing after the after you know by the time people are actually applying for membership so it's it's kind of like um then you run to the whole is the sign and the thing signified temporally bound you know all of that stuff and uh and you know as as even as credo baptists we acknowledge that there is a, a gap there but it's just it's just after faith not before faith and so it's, it turns into an interesting hodgepodge of 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 ideas because um basically you're taking someone they're coming in and they're saying listen i have uh, i believe and i've been baptized uh so really the the sole issue there is well yes you know i because me personally i'm like not a massive mode thing i don't really care um but but in terms of, uh, uh, it must have happened after faith. That's that's huge. Repent so now, and be baptized. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I and mean, that's the whole thing for me. And if that hasn't happened, you just have not been baptized, no matter what's happened to you. Wait. Um, so hang on. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna speak to basically eighty percent of church history, ninety percent of church history ever since the third century, and say none of those were real baptisms. Absolutely. Uh, what, yes. Yeah. So so what I'll say is this: they will say to me that I'm an Anabaptist. And that I'm rebaptizing in disobedience to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And I will say to them that they are not baptized in obedience to the word of God. So the mm-hmm. accusation goes both ways. It's not me against church history. Church history is also against me in, in the sense that everyone's judgmental. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not Nick against the world. But then the other thing is a lot, a lot of what we have to say about that whole 80% of church history thing is, you know, I mean, again, a lot of guys were getting baptized like just before they died, you know, um, and yeah. And yeah, yeah, in that yeah. case, they had believed first and it's down to mode again. And that's fine. I don't mind, you know, whatever. So those were all real baptisms, you, a little bit too late, but real nevertheless. Um, do you know and, what I think the issue is here? I think it's a matter of where do we want to be consistent or where are we willing to be inconsistent? So I think, I mean, Andre, I'm hearing your heart and I agree with it. I mean, and, it's, and I've got the same heart, but I'm working out my consistency in another direction. You're, you're taking the meal as sort of the the standard and you're wanting to make membership reflect what you're allowing at the meal as an expression of the body of Christ. Yeah, I think that's uh, fair. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I'm saying, Amen, wonderful heart, totally agree with that. Been there. And and, and for other reasons, I've basically begun to say, well, what is the visible church and how has God defined it in distinction from the invisible mm-hmm. church? So I'm not mm-hmm. trying to represent the whole body of Christ, but this local fellowship. Yeah. That's and it. I have to yeah. start yeah. up this local fellowship on the basis of certain doctrinal distinctives mm-hmm. that the Bible gives me as elder, as an elder of the mm-hmm. church, I have to define the visible church locally. And then I'm working from that definition, but I'm allowing an inconsistency at the table to to, to try and show that we're mm. not in a per, uh, perfect world. Mm. And I'm wanting to show unity, but I'm not willing to give up on, on what the Bible, to my mind, clearly says the visible church is. Mm. So mm. my consistency is, is working from that de- definition onwards. You're beginning with the table, it seems, and I, I'm trying to begin with a, a definition of the visible church, the local church. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that's a, that's probably an accurate assessment. I just, <clears throat> I still wonder. Well, my two questions are really. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not convinced 
you know, that I see a lot of the emphasis in scripture on kind of creating a, a boundary of people according to conscience rather than creating a boundary of people who actually are Christians. That's my first issue. The, the second issue is I don't really see how, as a Baptist church, I have to compromise my conscience at all or the conscience of the principles that we gather by. We do not baptize infants. So, yeah. you know, there is a sense in which we are saying to people when they join, you know, we don't think that that was orthodox practice. You know, yeah. we think that, that so, was heterodox. So you're saying that you think open membership uh, satisfies all your criteria, where I feel that open table satisfies all my criteria. Yeah, I guess something like that. There's something because mm -hmm. I'm not quite feeling the sting of. Yeah, I guess I would of, go back to your first issue and I would say this. Define a Christian. Because in the early well, as, church, a, a yeah. disciple was to not. Mike, yeah, it's someone who repents, believes, and has been baptized. Yeah, and uh, it's a disciple was one who had repented for themselves and been baptized by their own decision. Not they wouldn't have in the early church. They wouldn't have rec recognized someone baptizing on another person's behalf, a proxy baptism, which is what parents are doing for their children in infant baptism. Yeah. So, well, so I'm, 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 I'm trying to get back to a biblical definition of how yes. a disciple was defined outwardly. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm persuaded of that, but I don't, I, I just recognize that there are a lot of genuine Christians out there who think they've been baptized. And I think that God in his mercy is not going to consider them unbaptized because they are diehard Presbyterians or Lutherans or Methodists or Anglicans. Well, as an elder of the church who holds the keys to the kingdom, I do consider them unbaptized. Right. <laughs> That's okay. the cult killer right there. There he there is. We go. <laughs> there he is. He's holding the keys. The keys to the church of the Nicolaitans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bind you to the body of Christ by baptism i loose you from the body of christ through church discipline yeah if right. you haven't been bound you're not part of the church yeah yeah so, okay. so one of the things um that, that just uh, you don't I think, think well, you don't think the more consistent don't, way no, sorry, don't, just, isolate, don't isolate that statement no, no but you don't think it would be more consistent to say i bind you to the body of christ through church membership no because baptism and, and i lose you from the body of christ combined. by expelling you from membership so it's like coming in and expelling yeah, and see, we've separated what God put together. Right. Hang on, and, you guys uh, are talking over each other. I'm not recording yeah. any of this. It's one at a time. All right. okay. okay. So I'm just saying that, you know, it's it's about coming in and out of membership. And baptism is the right of that. And, you know, and church discipline is the right of being expelled. Baptism yeah. is the right of entry. Yes. So it is ultimately about in and out of membership. Doesn't that elevate the status of membership to being in or out of the kingdom? Well, what, what we are doing, and this is just to try and put back together what, what we have separated, is we are, we're attempting now to, so we, if we know that someone wants to get baptized, we'll interview them for membership, that right. upon their, and then we'll have a church meeting before they get baptized, so that upon right. their baptism, they can be accepted into membership. Yes. So yes. we're actually trying to work back to putting it all back in the same box, yeah. so, but through congregational approval. So we're trying to bring in the congregational element. Um, as well as all the other stuff, and and so to my mind, any 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 consideration of membership apart from baptism is just wrong-headed to begin with, and 
So yeah, that's where I. That's where it's I. It's interesting started. you say that. We've actually we've actually done that. That's a, we started yeah, doing that right. not long ago. It's yeah, awesome. So it sounds like actually the area of disagreement here is about whether or not you're willing to um, regard uh, someone with a different view on baptism as you know being baptized. Basically, yeah. that's that's really the issue because yes. everything else sounds very very similar. Mm. Yeah. So I recognize they're Christians. And I recognize that their conscience is bound by their present theological misunderstanding of Scripture. And on the basis of that, I allow them to the table as a, as a show that I see them as part of Christ and part of the, you know, the, the broader body of Christ. But as it comes to the proper order of how we function as a local church, I have to say that there's something disorderly there. And I've got to, I've got to continue to hold the Scripture in front of them until they agree. Um, and if they don't like it, if there are plenty of other churches that they can go to. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So d just uh, one thought, well, actually two thoughts quickly. Um, the first is um, just thinking about the the reason I wouldn't, you know, I would struggle just as a, just thinking, okay, let's say I just had to apply Andre's position right now. Um, I think one of the things I would have struggled with uh, against myself there is that, you know, if it's not baptism, it's something else. You know, we've got a, a certain group of of beliefs. You know, um, uh, we've got a creed, we've got a confession, we've got a, a constitution uh, that defines us, and that's why we're meeting together. And it's like we can't just, it, you know, it sounds great to say, well, if you are a Christian, who am I to turn you away? But I mean, we just don't do that. At the end of the day, we we have a criteria. Yeah. There are ways, and you know, this this church meets on this conviction. And so, if you don't, if you're not willing to join us on that, then really, this is not. We, we can't grant you membership. So it seems that yes. we don't do that for anything. You know, there's a whole spectrum of things we could talk about there. When you say we don't do it, you mean you and Nick. Uh, no, I'm talking about uh, GraceNet, like the congregation and okay. me. Yeah. Right. Okay. So like, as in. Um, uh, you know, so will someone will approach membership? Let's take it right out of baptism, uh, and they are I don't know. Just give me a thing. I'm running out of on the spot illustrations here, but let's say they are, I don't know, like Quakers or something. You know, um, although that tucks into <laughs> the salvation, baptism. salvation, what about salvation army? Yeah, so like the charismatic thing. Um, again, it's it's yeah. Well, let's say they are thus saith the Lord charismatics, like Benny Hinn charismatics, be a good example. Well, like as in disagree with the 1689 on. The scriptures being sufficient because, like, of, no, there's that in the 69 basically says all the gifts have ceased. Well, it's just that um, it's a it comes down if we're talking like Grudem Piper, it's almost like a whole it's really not the best illustration because it's so nuanced and, and it's down to semantics at many levels. So, um, I, I prefer to take an example where you have something concrete like that, that we're different, let's say Arminians, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. Or, or yep. dispensationalists, or something like that. Okay. Where, yeah. Where yeah. you know, talking to them, and 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 they would have a different opinion on that thing. We we just wouldn't let them be members. We'd just say no. You know, you have to. We'd have to work that through with you first. Uh, if we can convince you, then <laughs> well, you can. Tell you, we'd, we'd, what, we'd, we'd be we'd be different. Yeah. So we're 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 quite upfront with that whole thing. So you know, I'm just trying to show you again that that whole. Um, you know, we we have a little running joke. I mean, you typically come. We've got about twenty people come to membership, and one people, uh, one 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 person or a couple might might end up uh, becoming a member uh, out of that whole class. Okay, yeah. uh, and my whole task is really to scare people away, and that's just the approach we've taken because we see the 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 unity that it builds long long term, and it's just it's it's quite a powerful thing. And we've went the other way prior to that, didn't like the way it turned out. 
Um, but again, all I'm saying here is at some level or another, there's going to be that criteria that, that you're setting as a, as a local congregation. And you've got to say no to people that aren't yeah. willing to. Sometimes it's even on constitutional ideas, you know. So, um, you know, let's say, I don't know, some polity issue. You don't uh, agree to the handbook or something. Yeah, yeah Can exactly. I feed off that and just, just, just throw something in there off that one? So we would be slightly different to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would actually say we, we we get them to read the 1689 and understand that the church is going to be run on the basis of the 1689. They can have minor differences with it. And even Arminians and dispensationalists can become members in our congregation. <clears throat> as long as they understand that they're going to be sitting very uncomfortably under the preaching every single Sunday and they must not disturb the peace of the congregation. Yeah. Um, so they're welcome to come in on that basis. But and there then just to say other this, things that, that you say no to, right? Yes. Well, it, uh, it would have to be a case by case basis. But I'm, I'm actually saying this now just to, to, to carry on with the thought is I'm actually saying baptism is different to those sorts of disagreements right. because it's the definition of the visible church. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting it on a par with, you know, amillennialism or justification or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm not trying to give it a certain value in terms of, well, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not mm-hmm. one of the, the core ones. Therefore, it shouldn't be defining the visible church. I'm right. saying it, 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 is, it is the visible expression the of what thing, the disciple yeah, is yeah, yeah. by first century definition. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, just, it's just something I can't decide to, to, to go soft on. Yeah, that's helpful. Um, to so my own I mind. suppose yeah. that together with what I was saying is that, you know, if you wouldn't, you know, if you wouldn't sort of play that game with with just your normal constitutional sort of agreement, um, yeah. how much less with the tertiary issue that actually defines the the local church itself. Um, so I suppose yeah. that that's my immediate sort of like I run into that 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 ship uh, or that, those rocks, uh, you know, as I try and apply that that idea. Um, so yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, yeah, everyone's got to work this out. Every congregation is going to be a little bit different, but, uh, those are hopefully yeah. some helpful thoughts. Um, I did have another thought, but that got lost. I think Nick just hijacked it. Oh, well, here's, here's just another thought also. to throw in. Yeah. Uh, so baptism, the Lord's Supper and church discipline all regulate the visible church, the visible mm-hmm. and local church. And so, um, you know, we're always dealing with a credible confession of faith. And mm. so it's baptism is you've given a credible confession of faith. And so the elders of the church or <clears throat> elder approved representatives of the church by their hands through the voice of the church, add you to the church through the waters of baptism. Um, and so that's, that's, that's the moment that's taking place. Baptism is three voices. God is saying to you, I united you with Christ and you're baptized and resurrected. You are saying, I believe in Jesus and I have died and been raised with him. And the church is saying, we, we hear your confession of faith and we add you to his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so for me, that that's defines the visible church. And so you could have people who are not born again who get added to the visible church. Yeah, yeah. But it has to be done decently and in order. And that's what baptism oversees. And then you get to the table. And in the same way, you can have unregenerate people coming to the table. But on the basis of a credible confession of faith, we're allowing them to come. Mm-hmm. And they have to obviously meet certain criteria. Are they believers? And how do you define a believer? Well, they've been baptized. Um, and then we say, okay, hang on. We're willing to be inconsistent here because there is the invisible church that we have to take into account because although these these keys have been given to us to regulate the, the local and visible church with we want to recognize the broader reality of the universal church and so we're going to, we're going to at least from from our congregation's point of view we're going to be inconsistent at this point okay. <laughs> in, yeah. in, in a bid for unity 
But I see the I see the value in that inconsistency in that you're choosing the you're not choosing the actual uh, sacrament of entry, you know. Uh, yes. It's, and yeah. that's the, the thing. The definitional yeah. one. The definitional yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So this yeah. is so that you got a, you got the sacrament of entry, the sacrament of fellowship, and the sacrament of exit, church discipline. Right. And I call it a sacrament because when you go through it, the Holy Spirit does something. You get handed over to Satan, whatever that looks like, something real. God does something through the properly administered discipline of the church. Yeah. Um, something spiritual takes place. Um, like the so yeah, so the, uh, yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> I think our I think our technical the technical wording in our church handbook is something like a member must be baptized upon their profession of faith you know, in order to become a member of the church. Yeah. And, but the elders can, uh, you know, if they are satisfied with, you know, in an exceptional circumstance or something, if they yeah. are satisfied, they can grant membership uh, to, or, or recommend to the church membership. Mm, mm. Uh, someone be adopted as a member, even though they haven't been baptized, you know, as right. an adult on profession yeah. of faith. And so it's still very much that we're anticipating the normal route into membership is going to be someone becomes a Christian, is baptized in profession of faith, and joins yeah. the church. I guess even when I'm saying I'll you know, happily have into membership a genuine Christian who um, is of a pedo-baptist persuasion, um, yeah. even then I'm only anticipating that will be you know, a, a, a special case here and there, an irregular sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's not it's not normal. It's just yeah, it, it it is just saying that I don't want to. I mean, yeah, my question for for who comes in is: Are you are you part of the kingdom? Are you a Christian? Yes or no? If yes, membership and the table are open to to you. If no, neither membership nor the table are open to you. It's yeah. that, so you, it, you see them going together where we, yeah, we, our, our inconsistency is at the table, mm. but uh, not, mm. at, not at membership and baptism. Yeah. 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 No, that's okay. So, so, you're just, so, so I'm pleading inconsistency. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's just where I'm pleading it. As a matter of, as a matter of interest, uh, you know, cause I had a, you know, I, I've had some awkward situations where I've people have, you know, been very keen on coming to the table who I don't think should be. Yes. And um, or at least I haven't been confident. So I don't know for a fact that they shouldn't be, but they were new yes. and I just didn't know. And yes. I, then I, I, I because I have the liberty of changing my wording at the table. Yeah. With them in mind, I say certain things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so I did, I'm just no curious. people if, who if, are wearing red jackets today are allowed. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but do you leave it up to the conscience of once you've said your bit? Is, do, you uh, some, just, do you just leave it up to them, or do you so actually there, intervene? There are three things that we do. So, on the one hand, if I know what they're doing, I go to them beforehand and say, "Don't partake today." Okay. Second thing is, if I am in question and I cannot confirm nor deny that they're living in some sort of sin, I'll talk about the importance of not living in uh, impenitent sin. The Bible gives a strict warning. It's dangerous to come to the table today. Or I literally dodge people. 
<laughs> and I've got into huge trouble for that. I've had someone walk out of me swearing at me because I dodged them. Wow. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, let's throw a spanner in the works. Here's, here's something I'd love to work towards. Child baptism. Child believers mm. baptism. And child believers membership at their baptism. Yeah. How old should someone be to be baptized? Let's ask a further question. How old should our youngest member be allowed to be? And so here's a thought for you. That we should be able to take younger children who become believers and they should become members at their baptism. But what does membership look like? It looks like it's regulated by their parents until they mm -hmm. come of age at 18. So they wouldn't participate in the voting of the church, but they would have a right to the table. They wouldn't participate in changing the constitution, all sorts of other things until they're of age to vote. Um, but, and then the elders wouldn't step in and discipline them apart from their parents if through the teenage years they started to lose their way. But there would be a, a church and parent partnership with child members hmm. mm. so that's just a spanner in the works yeah i, no, I have thought a bit about this and I, but you've sort of an, answered what i was going to say because i was going to say well they're under their parents authority yeah exactly. and say so it's messy with church discipline and stuff yep so we wouldn't elders wouldn't be doing the disciplining <clears throat> you don't yeah. discipline other people's kids when they're kids to other people yeah, <laughs> you step in when they're adults and they're accountable to the institution, not their parents. Yeah. So what they would be kind of like members, but non-voting members. Yep, and they would have rights to the table unless, as part of the disciplinary process, they had that right cut off. Um, right. So let's say they're going through a teenage rebellion and they're going, you know, they're going crazy on drugs and drinking, and you know, we the parents would take primary responsibility uh, in disciplining. But there would be a little bit of church backing. <laughs> I just think it's very hard to. Um, yeah, I, I'm just trying to anticipate. I I could potentially have four teenagers at the same time, <laughs> and, I'm, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I'm and I'm trying to think through how, like, what level of rebellion would you yeah. know be like. I don't think you should take. I don't think you should take the Lord's Supper, <laughs> you know, especially because I'm the pastor as well. So I'm just I'm exactly. Just, I just don't think that's, that's where you take. I'd rather avoid so, that. So if, if, let's say your kid's being grounded. That's and they've repented. That's not a church discipline effect uh, situation. You know, okay. if they're sorry for what they've done, but they still have to put up with the consequences of their activities, and they're under a month grounding, they can still take the Lord's Supper. That's got nothing, you know, that's, <laughs> so yeah, there's going to have to be some thinking done in terms of separating them. But, but, but here's, here's a thought for you. Sounds a, like a, a friend of mine, of it is a world of pain, but a friend of mine put it to me this way. He said, easy in, easy out. Um, so I, mean, right. I, I, I differ with him, but that was, that was, that was a little bit of the principle. Um, you know, the credible confession of faith, let's put you into the membership. Oh, you sinned. Let's take you out. I, I remember listening to the Church in Hard Places guy. Where he would uh, he would evangelize heroin addicts and he'd baptize them and bring them straight into the membership and when they relapsed he put them under discipline. <laughs> yeah, I like As, you know, yeah, and that would have yeah. been maybe two weeks <laughs> later. Yeah, and he said it's it's been very helpful um, through the whole process. Mm. So I mean it's it's messy, it's hands on, it's emotional, it's but yeah, it's it seems to be right. Mm. Mm. 
Hmm. Well, this is <laughs> this has all been very nice. Um, I think that it's uh, it's great that that um, your first chat ever has been about baptism. I think that's special. <laughs> um, so just to make sure we're clear on what's happened, though, Nick called you a dum dum, Andre, and uh, no, I think that you was you, actually, Mike. Yeah, you called him a exactly. meanie pants. You called him a meanie pants. <laughs> And so I, 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 believe, I never I said bet that. that was him. Yeah, I, that's why I sent you the message I sent you, Mike, because I was like, "Thanks for calling me a dum dum." Yeah, you know, Mike, you know what, you know what Mike's trying to do. You know, the podcast is so boring. He's got to I talk know. it up and He's make just, it sound like there's a conflict. Fair enough. He's fair just enough. selling himself for rating. Touche, touche. Now, um, but on on a serious note, I do think we should do this again. This is great. It's like it three good. crazy South Africans, you know, just coming together yeah, from all true. different parts of the world. It's, it's amazing. Domination. You know, we should talk about dominion mandates next time as South Africans. Oh, dude, I've just been reading. I wanted to bring this up as a discussion, but is the cultural mandate part of the Great Commission? Uh, no, it, no, it is not, Nick. Yeah, exactly. Like, hi, my name is Mike. Thing, so. Nice to meet you. And no, it is not. <laughs> but that's what we need to talk about. Sometime. Yeah, we do. Just like well, whole I'm, conversation the good thing that. about that is I'm writing my PhD on that very subject. <laughs> exactly. So, but damn. Cool. <laughs> well, um, great. But we'll, uh, we'll definitely try and do this again. If this slot works for everyone, uh, try and hit this once a, you know, every now and again. That'd be great. Yeah, you'd have, um, to, give, you'd have to give me a few days notice because I would have to stay at home, go to church, pick up my laptop, bring it back, blah, blah, blah. We can do that, Andrea. I mean, Andrea's not the best at notice, but um, like, we could try and Mike, work. Just, I've repented. Where's the forgiveness? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're, you're allowed back on, back to the yeah. table for you. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Um, I told you it'd be weeks, weeks of this. Anyway, the, um, <clears throat> uh, the other thing I was going to say was that I'm really enjoying the church father stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's getting me through my gym sessions. It's because uh, the comments yeah. are so profound, eh, Nick? Dude. Actually, actually, I'm I learning do, new things all the time. I do find the comments helpful, but I was just thinking, actually, it's just nice to hear some of the church fathers it is as nice well. Say, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just great. Man, some, of the, some of the language is hard work. <laughs> yeah. Some of those translations need redoing big time. Yeah. We've had, uh, we've had to actually not, not air a few, you know, because they've just got so gnarly. It's just like, nah, we'll just not do this one. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, guys. Nice chat, and uh, let's drop it there. <laughs> Peace out.